This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Gardener's World magazine Sew Along series, the podcast that inspires you to grow more from seed. This week on Sew Along, we hear from Monty Don, Gardener's World presenter and seed sewing champion. One of my favourite flowers that I grow every year because I have a batch of about 10 that I always grow and I like, um, are tithonias, the Mexican sunflower. And I always grow them from seed. And the truth is they can be quite tricky. Not to germinate. I sow them uh, in a seed tray, uh, in a peat-free compost, and I will sprinkle the seeds thinly. And, and, And when you're sowing any seed, Sowing thinly is important. What I've learned over the years is if you want good plants from seed, every stage of the process is important, is is to pay attention. Don't just say, oh, I'll sprinkle some seed and then they'll come through and then I'll sort it out later. That doesn't work. So sow the seed carefully. Um, I press them in gently with a board. So what you're trying to get is good contact. So the seed is is in really good contact. Tithonia, I cover lightly with either a sprinkle of more compost or vermiculite makes it good because a certain amount of air and a certain amount and a lot of water gets through, but not too much light. And also it stops the seed being dispersed before they germinate. I then, with Tithonia, then the clue is in the name. They're a Mexican sunflower, so they come from Mexico, which is near the equator, and they respond to heat, not light. So they need some heat to germinate. So I put them on a heated bench, but a, a windowsill above a radiator will do fine. The time to sow them is no later than the end of April. 
They need some time. And also probably no earlier than early March because you don't want to plant them out when it's cold. They will germinate in about 10 days, two weeks, and you wait for true leaves, which is, is they will appear as a second batch of leaves. I then transplant them into plugs, lifting each seedling very carefully, taking out the root, and they stay in the greenhouse. They still need warmth. They, now, the thing about tithonias is that from now on, they start to get a little bit tricky. They germinate really easily. That isn't a problem. But if it's too wet and too damp, and that's affected by heat. The warmer it is, the wetter it can be. So if you get cool weather in April or even May, don't go on watering, as uh, certainly with tithonias. You have to have, we let them get a bit dry. And we then either leave them in plugs, depending on, on the availability, or sometimes we pot them on again into small pots. Because the important thing is to keep them growing. Don't let them sit. Uh, if they sit, A, they can damp off and B, slugs and snails get them. So keep them moving. And that means they must have compost, they must have water, they must have light, they must have heat, but not too much water. And, and I'm making this sound difficult because they are actually quite difficult. But once you get through to the stage when they're ready to plant out, they're fine. They're no trouble whatsoever. Once you get to sort of June or even mid-June, they're absolutely robust and fine. It's that tricky period of about four weeks before they're ready to go out. And they will grow in direct response to heat. So don't plant them out if it's the nights are cold, because they'll sit and then they'll get eaten. And they will grow. And they, they, it's so amazing, the most intense orange of any plant you can grow. They grow to up to six foot tall. But they can be some uh, are smaller, torches a little bit lower, um, and they will go on flowering practically into November. They go on and on and on. So we plant them out. I grow them by scores and sometimes, you know, over 100. Um, but they're a challenge. They're slightly demanding. But once you get them through that tricky month, which is usually May, they are fantastic. They were very much a jewel garden colour. And I think that when we were creating the jewel garden. Back in the 90s, mid-90s, early 90s, orange was a bit of an iffy colour to it. You know, it was very much two schools of thought. There was one school that said it was beyond the pale and very common and, and horrible. And others who said, no, it's vibrant. And, it's, and, and the great thing about orange is that come August, orange and purple and orange and blue are contrasting. So they make each other richer. So that immediately you're getting that richness. If you have lots of purple and lots of orange, you, you've immediately got intensity and richness. And then that, 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 you get a cascade effect and that goes into other colours too. So that if you have orange, you almost have to have purple to balance it out. Uh, and, then, and actually, those are the two key colours in the jewel garden at the back end of summer. We are, I mean, obviously you've got things like Budlia. Uh, you've got Salvias. Salvia amistad is the perfect example, I guess, of that. And we have other varieties of orange going to brown in sunflowers. I mean, this is a Mexican sunflower, but we have other sunflowers that, that have marmalade colours. And then you've got the Rebecchias and you've got um, Helleniums, Rebecchias, uh, and some of the Cosmoses, which are, you know, you get the magenta shade that, that is very rich with it too. 
You probably can save seed from tithonia. The issues about saving seed from tithonia is that it goes on flowering into October, November-ish. And we here at Longmeadow, it nearly always gets very wet then, and then it all gets very soggy, and, and it's quite hard to collect dry seed for them to ripen. So I actually always buy fresh seed. And they don't seed themselves. Any seed that foreground, they've never seeded themselves. Thanks for listening to Sow Along, and we hope you're inspired to give seed sowing a go. Find out more about it at gardenersworld.com forward slash podcast. Subscribe now to never miss an episode and rate us in your podcast provider app. See you next time.